What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts with the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Two of the best defenses in the NHL met last night in Calgary for our biggest game. The biggest game. The Carolina Hurricanes needed overtime to settle their game with the Calgary Flames and came out winners. Locked on Hurricanes has the recap from the best matchup of the night in the NHL. Hey there, hockey fans. Jared Ellis, your host of Locked on Hurricanes. And tonight, the Carolina Hurricanes were north of the border in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, taking on the Winnipeg Jets. And this was a game that the Carolina Hurricanes really needed to win. They were coming off a pretty dominant performance against Buffalo after a bit of a losing skid, having won only of their one of their previous six games before that. So they're looking to carry that momentum into tonight, and that's exactly what they did. They put the win in Winnipeg and beat the Jets four to two. And however, this game was not without controversy as Ian Cole was given a five-minute major and game misconduct for a knee to the head. So all in all, the Carolina Hurricanes do need to clean that kind of stuff up because that's two games in a row where they've had five-minute majors and game misconducts. But now we'll just have to keep this momentum going heading into Edmonton in the next game. So subscribe to Locked on Hurricanes wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Dallas lost for the first time in a long time on Thursday night and Lockdown Stars tries to figure out why this was the night the streak came to an end. The Dallas Stars have flipped the script of their recent success and seem to be trending towards a losing streak. What's up, everyone? Dane Lewis here with the Locked on Stars podcast coming to you after the Dallas Stars first shutout of the year, rather uh, the first time they've been shut out this season, they just lost 4-0 to zero to the Los Angeles Kings at the Staples Center. Uh, the second game of a back-to-back, Dallas starts this road trip out 0-2. Uh, and just the, for the second night in a row, the Dallas Stars looked like they were just treading water, trying to survive, uh, just struggling to control the puck, struggling to establish any kind of uh, you know offensive efficiency. That was really more of an issue tonight. Uh, against Vegas, they did a little bit better in that regard. But the Stars just unable to get anything going offensively, even on the man advantage, despite some good looks from guys like Dennis Gurionov uh, and even uh, John Klingberg, Tyler Sagan. They had some good looks at the net as well. Jake Gottinger, a really, really nice performance in the net. Um, his first time starting an NHL game on the road with a full arena. And he played really well, but just like Brayden Holtzby uh, on Wednesday night, his team just not doing him many favors, um, but rather it was on the offensive side uh, in this game in Los Angeles rather than on the defensive side. Uh, Dallas just got shut down. It was bound to happen eventually. Uh, I don't think there's any need to panic for the Stars team. This is just part of sports. You know, you go on these high, uh, you know, win streaks and you have these really, really good moments, but you got to be able to balance those out with the bad. And as fans and as supporters of this team, uh, we have to know that. And we have to know that, you know, not everything can be sunshine and rainbows all the time. So I think that the Stars team will be okay. Uh, obviously, a tough go about with traveling, um, getting to Los Angeles, not when they were expecting to, uh, just with plane issues and whatnot, travel issues. Uh, but I think that, you know, with rest, 
um, and good preparation before Saturday's game against the Sharks that this Stars team will be okay. So excited to see how this team responds after two pretty difficult losses to swallow um, against a pretty good Sharks team. So I'm excited to see how the Dallas Stars compete against San Jose on Saturday. Coming up, Marc-Andre Fleury added another accomplishment to his Hall of Fame career. This is Locked On Now NHL. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but even better than a candy bar. It's a built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And of course, it's high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors you are going to have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to battle all of the holiday shoppers at the mall, or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, do not bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. We don't want that at any holiday gatherings. You friends with Santa, well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in your stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here is a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins at hand if you're trying this at home. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they are actually filled with protein. We have a special offer for you right now. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Locked On Now NHL. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thanks for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. The Chicago Blackhawks' Mark andre Fleury hit a major career milestone in the win on Thursday, and he did it in style, posting a shutout. Win number 500 it takes Thursday's best performance. Marc-Andre Fleury picks up win number 500 on his career in style. What's up, everyone? I'm Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks, and tonight the Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Montreal Canadiens up in Montreal by a score of 2 to nothing. Marc-Andre Fleury with a 30-save shutout to pick up the 500th win of his career. He becomes the third goaltender in NHL history to pick up 500 wins. And also, Jonathan Taze finally got the monkey off his back, literally and metaphorically, by... Uh, scoring his first goal of the season. It only took him 26 games, but finally Johnny is in the goal column. That wound up being the game winner. Henrik Borgstrom went on to add one later in the third period uh, for a little bit of a security blanket. Fleury got them all late in the stretch and was able to shut down the Canadiens' offense to pick up the win. Um, but overall, just a really dominant game from the Blackhawks. They beat up on a Canadiens team uh, that's without several key players. They didn't give them very many chances at all. Uh, the Blackhawks, according to natural stat trick, only allowed two high danger chances at even strength in this one. So uh, they controlled the puck for most of it. They really 
kept Montreal to the outside when they did have their chances, and even when they got some good shots off, the brick wall that is Marc-Andre Fleury was there to get all of them in net. A big one for the Blackhawks tonight brings our record to 10-14-2 on the season. Jonathan Taze gets his first goal of the season, and Marc-Andre Fleury picks up win number 500 in style. For more coverage on the Blackhawks 2-0 win over the Canadians, be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Locked On Blackhawks, your team every day. The Minnesota Wilds winning streak hit eight games in a row last night in San Jose against the Sharks. Minnesota has used great offense to dominate through most of the streak and Locked On Wild tells us how Minnesota won yet again. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Hey everybody, Seth Sopal, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping the Wilds 5-2 win over the San Jose Sharks, their eighth straight win and ninth straight game with a point. The Wilds got out to a 3-0 lead in this game with goals coming from Kevin Fiala, who snapped a seven-game pointless streak. Also getting goals from Jordan Greenway and Jewel Erickson-Eck. The Sharks made it close as they got to within 3-2, but then the Wilds push it out to a three-goal margin once again with empty net goals from Jordan Greenway, his second of the night, and Kirill Kaprizov finishes off the scoring in this one. The Wilds now 19-6-1 on the season. They have the most points in the NHL, and they continue to chug along at 8-0-1 in their last nine games. The Jordan Greenway, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, and Marcus Foligno line the difference in this one tonight. For more on the Minnesota Wild, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. The San Jose Sharks gave the Minnesota Wild one of its few losses when the two teams played earlier in the season, but now Locked On Sharks has to explain how San Jose let the Wild get the best of the Sharks this time around. The Sharks unable to complete the comeback. I'm J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks. Uh, the Sharks fall 5-2 to two against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the score doesn't really reflect the game with two empty netters at the end of the game, uh, but the Sharks pretty much quiet through the first two periods, found their offense in the third period, but behind uh, Jonathan Dahlin and uh, Tomas Hurdle's goals, but weren't able to tie up the game. And then the Wild were able to ice the game away with two empty net goals. So we'll talk about how the Sharks just go through these spurts where they just can't find any offense. And when after they mix up the lines, if Tomas Hurdle should be on line number one on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Sharks. So make sure you guys subscribe wherever you get your podcast and make and you can also uh subscribe on youtube a rough way for the new york islanders to lose last night the nashville predators scored in the final seconds to pull a win out of new york and locked on islanders recaps a frustrating loss and what has been a more frustrating season 11.5 seconds 11.5 seconds Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. The Islanders lose to the Nashville Predators 4-3, giving up the game-winning goal with 11.5 seconds left. They are still winless in their new home, the UBS Arena. Here was a game that the team led 3-2, and they just got sloppy in the third period, made some careless plays, some turnovers, failed to take advantage of a lot of opportunities that they created, and just didn't play Islanders hockey. You know, this team wins because they play solid defensive hockey, and they didn't do that in the third period when it counted. Sebastian Ajo 
a big-time liability for this team right now on defense. And if they don't get this cleaned up, even when they're healthy, it may be too late for the Islanders to get back into this playoff race. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. You don't need to be told that the Detroit Red Wings struggled on defense last night. The final score in a 6-2 loss tells plenty. But our Locked On Red Wings host says the way those goals were given up is really concerning moving forward. Yeah, not a great performance by the Detroit Red Wings tonight. They fall 6-2 to St. Louis in St. Louis, their second straight loss. And uh, third straight game for Nadelkovich's third straight subpar performance. This is the first one I will say was honestly on him. Uh, he did not come out and look. Sh- he didn't look sharp. He's been great all season. Uh, he had a you know that four game stretch where he looked out of his mind. Um, but this is three straight games now. And this is the first real one where he looked like he wasn't prepared for the game. Letting three real bad goals. Uh, Grice had to come and make a relief appearance in the third period. Uh, Walker of the St. Louis Blues, some no name that nobody knows, had a hat trick. Looked like a game from last year. Um, positives though. Robbie Fabry had two goals. Lucas Raymond had two assists, and his first assist was just an absolute beauty. That play was started by Moritz Sider. So even though the game, you know, the Wings ended up getting shelled, there were still a few positives. And Scotty and I are going to break the whole thing down. Make sure you stay with us on Lockdown Red Wings. And that's a wrap for us today. Thank you all so much for making Lockdown Now your first listen every weekday. For more on the National Hockey League and your favorite teams, make sure you tune in to Lockdown NHL and your local team's Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Lockdown Now.